the church. But let's clap our hands if you believe that God is good. Amen. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Our hope on this journey is that we can see, know, understand, and live into that more. Because indeed, God is good. Uh, it is an awesome honor and privilege to be here with all of you this morning as we uh, enter into uh, the Word. Uh, we're going to read uh, some scripture this morning. Uh, so we're going to turn to Psalm 27. Uh, we'll also read Psalm 22, verses 1 through 15, uh, and Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 uh, and verse 3. Uh, I will confess this morning that I probably need a little bit of help uh, preaching this morning. I say that to you from time to time, uh, and indeed this morning I do need uh, a little bit of help. Uh, if I were to title this sermon, I'd simply title it, Honoring Mothers. Uh, and indeed, uh, the Psalm 27 uh, scripture is one of many that my mom, uh, who's in the house today, uh, calls her favorite. <laughs> And this might be a little bit of self, a little bit selfish of me, and so I apologize in advance. Uh, but in some senses, uh, a portion of this sermon is uh, inspired by the fact that I get the chance to preach on Mother's Day, and my mama is here. So you're all going to have to bear with me a little bit. Amen. Amen. So uh, as I like to say, Dr. Wheelock likes to say, uh, let's stand in reverence of God's word. Psalm 27, we are, uh, I'm going to be reading the, the NIV, uh, but admittedly I might slip uh, into the King James a couple of times because that's, that's how I know the psalm from, from my mom. Psalm 27, starting in verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling, he will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes. For false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart. And wait 
for the Lord. Turning now to Psalm 22, uh, we'll read 1 through 15. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer, by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One, you are the one Israel praises, and you are ancestors put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, even in my mother's breast. From birth I was cast on you, from my mother's womb you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls surround me, strong bulls of Bashan encircle me, roaring lions that tear their prey open their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax, it has melted within me. My mouth is dried up like a pot's herd, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Turning now to Ephesians chapter 2, chapter 6 rather, uh, verses 2 and 3. Let's read this one out loud together if we can. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. The word of God, the word of strength. Let's pray. God, meet us with your truth and your gospel as we celebrate motherhood on this Mother's Day. Speak, Lord, for we are listening. In your name, amen. amen. And you may be seated. my mom is here <laughs> Amen. and I didn't give her a warning so I won't embarrass her too much um, but I will say that I recognize uh, that I am honored and privileged uh, to have the mom that I have uh, I like to think uh, that I have uh, an amazing mom uh, perhaps even uh, the best that's ever laced up shoes and done it <laughs> perhaps the goat <laughs> you know, the truth is, is that my, my mom had children, and she prayed over them, perhaps even before she knew how to pray. She made a way and moved her family, emigrated to a new country, uh, as the story goes, with, with $50 uh, in her pocket and nothing else. <laughs> 
and she protected us. She worked every day to take care of us. She went out to work and found opportunity to bring home money and then came home and had to take care of us also. And it would be wrong of me to uh, even attempt to understand all of the things that she had to go through so that I could be here today. I know a very, very, very small part of the story, and I can write a book. Uh, and, and, and if she wrote a book, as she sometimes likes to say, it would be a bestseller. <laughs> and so this morning, I am proud, uh, thank you, Mom, uh, the opportunity to honor my mom and all of the sacrifices uh, that she made for her children. Thank you, Mom. The truth of the matter is that our moms are amazing. And I want to tell you a story about another mom that I have. I can't even tell you her name, and I have very little indication that she was a mom to me, but I recognize as I reflected upon this message, Help Me Church, that she served in that role. I remember I had the opportunity to go to the same school from junior kindergarten to grade six. Uh, and then I went back in grade 13 to visit uh, a couple of teachers at the school. And I walked into the school in the morning. I walked in and I walked by the office and this lady came out and she instantly recognized me. Oh my goodness, it's Troy! Now, I didn't recognize her. She was a secretary in the office. This was seven years since I had been at that school. And she literally told me about the time that I came to the office crying. She knew, in some senses, things about me that I didn't remember. Uh, and as I talked to her for a little bit and then walked away to go uh, visit Mr. Gowan, I realized that there was somebody that I knew my face, that knew me and poured over me and saw her job as certainly more than just a job, uh, but it was clear to me in that moment, I remember now 20 years later, uh, that she loved me in a way that I could never know and understand or appreciate. She didn't birth me, she didn't see me every day, but she was invested in me even when I didn't know it. And even today I had the opportunity to know, and I'm unique in the fact that I have the opportunity to know, that there are people out there, that there are women out there who, who take the time to pray for me and to pray for you because I'm here. They take the time to pray and I don't experience it every day, but in a very real sense, they are acting as mothers for me. And so, yes, I am amazingly blessed to know my amazing mother. She's back over there. Uh, and, to, and to know a little bit about her story. And frankly, to also know how being a mother to children has transformed her. But I also recognize that there are so many people in our midst 
who do act as mothers, aunts and Sunday school teachers, and yes, the secretary at Queenswood Public, Public School, uh, folks that you may not see or know who really are pouring into your life, good Christian folks who are praying for you day after day repeatedly because God has placed into their heart the desire and the ability to mother after you. Even if you never see it, even if you have never know it, and for that, I am truly thankful to God because it is a blessing. So many of you in here today are mothers. For some, that means mothering the children that you birthed. For some, it means mothering the children that you birthed and others. For others of you, it means pouring into kids that you see at church or kids that you see at your school or in your community. And so for a moment, church, can I just ask that if you recognize the way in which God has called you to be a mother, if you would just stand and if everybody would give God a hand clap of praise for the mothers who are in our midst. Go ahead, mothers, stand up. Don't be shy. haven't had relationships with their mothers. Some of us have lost our mothers. Some of us have lost children. And the ideal of motherhood sometimes doesn't appear as if it's born out in our reality. The truth of the matter is that it might not be perfect. Our mothers aren't necessarily perfect, and yet we are called to honor our mothers. As Paul reminded us, honor our mothers and fathers so that it might be well with us. It is the first commandment with a promise. So that our days may be long in the land that your Lord is.
that commandment from God to honor our mothers and our fathers comes before, not the order necessarily matters, but comes before you shall not commit murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbors, you shall not covet. In our relationships with each other, the scriptures record that commandment to honor our mothers and our fathers first. It's a commandment with a promise. Difficult commandment. And we may struggle with what it means to honor. We may struggle with what it means if we've had difficulties in our relationship with our mother or perhaps with our father. And yet the good book tells us in Exodus and Paul reminds us that we are called to honor our mothers. Church, there is something about being obedient to our God even when it is difficult and I will stand before you and admit uh, that I find it difficult to be obedient to our God when it is difficult. But I want to suggest to you this morning that there is a blessing for us in journeying with God in learning how to honor our mothers and our fathers. In learning by praying to God what it means to honor and then to living into that. I suspect that will look very different for each of us, and I'm not here to tell you what that looks like, but I am here to suggest that God loves us and that God gave us this command for our good and that we can work together with God to discover what it means to be whole and yet to honor. Church, I believe that God will meet us with his promise as we live into this idea of honoring our mothers. In fact, it may be the, the way we honor our mothers might point us to Jesus. In Psalm 27, we read uh, what is stated in my Bible as a triumphant song of confidence. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Uh, I love, I love that, that opening of Psalm 27 because for me, uh, it feels like there's a certain, certain, certain pep in your step that you can walk with when you have Psalm 27, verse 1 in the back of your, your head. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I can, can walk and not be afraid. He is the stronghold of my life. I can walk in confidence. I am triumphant. 
And the psalmist, in writing this, then goes and turns and says, Do not cast me off. Do not forsake me, O God of my salvation. If my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Even if I feel like I am forsaken, even if my mother and father forsake me, the Lord will take me up. When we feel forsaken, uh, when we're at the point where we're like the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah 20, I believe, when he says, ah, what was going on? My, but my mother never should have, should have bore me, even in those moments where we feel forsaken. Church, do know that the Lord will never leave you or forsake you. That any difficulties in your relationships in this world with your mother or with your father or with anybody else do not separate you from your God because your God will never forsake you. He'll never forsake you. And church, you can walk in confidence even on this day because God has breathed into your life. And we have the opportunity to walk with God. The psalmist also tells us now in verse 22, or in chapter 22, rather, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me from the words of my groaning? If Psalm 27 was that walk of confidence, if it was that swagger, if you, if you please, the one that, that is one of my, my mom and her grandmother's favorites, then Psalm 22 starts off in the opposite place. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me, says the psalmist. My Bible describes this as a plea for deliverance from suffering and hostility. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? When we feel perhaps at the beginning of our own song or song that our God has forsaken us, we skip down to verse 9 where in the middle of that there is another word of hope. Yet it was you who took me from the womb. You kept me safe on my mother's breast. On you I was cast from birth. And since my mother bore me, you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Church, I want to tell you again from a different light, from the underside, if you please, that God has not forsaken you. And on this Mother's Day, I want you to remember and reflect on the fact that, yes, you were born, but since your mother bore you, God has been your God. You were cast 
from birth, that no matter what, you are here because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are here because God formed you and God created you. You are here because God wanted you to be on this planet for such a time as this. I know for myself, it can boggle my mind when I think about uh, the six billion people they are on the planet, and I know that was from like 15 years ago, there's probably 8 billion now, but it boggles my mind that there are so many people, and yet God wanted each one of us to be here. That's why we are here, and God used our mothers as an instrument of his will so that we could be here, so that God could walk with us every step of our journey and God allowed our mothers to pour into us mothers that we see and mothers that we don't and I'm so thankful that when I wake up and my song is not the, the Psalm 27 swagger, but it's instead, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The truth of the matter is that he has not forsaken you. He loves you and he is close to you. And church, as I take my seat, I want to remind us of one final item. The words in this psalm, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, are not just the words of the psalmist, but are the very words of Jesus Christ. When he was on the cross, Jesus Christ shared those words. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was forsaken so that God could fulfill his purpose through our mothers and through you to allow us to be reconciled to God. He was forsaken so that you could be embraced. He was forsaken so that you could be held close. He was forsaken because he took on our iniquity. By his stripes we are healed. He was forsaken. He was wounded so that we could walk in freedom, so that we can walk in completeness with our God so that our very purpose could be fulfilled, that our very life could have meaning, so that the travail, so that the tears, so that the prayers, so that the regrets, so that the difficulties, so that everything that our biological and our non-biological mothers went through so that we could continue to walk for everything that we saw and didn't see, for every moment where we thought that we were forsaken, for every moment that we thought something else, for every moment that we believed a lie of the enemy that tried to tell us that we didn't belong or that we shouldn't be here, for all of that, he was forsaken so that all of that could be redeemed in us. That Jesus Christ died and we can accept 
his sacrifice so that we can have life. And that his sacrifice is in a very real sense the power that has allowed us to understand the journey of our mothers. He sacrificed ultimately and to various extents our mothers can look and see his work, his sacrifice, and be those who can show us the love of God. But even when that is not lived perfectly through our mothers, our word, our scriptures tell us that God is there with us. That God is speaking to us. That God holds us and will never leave us or forsake us. And so church, as I close, my, my, my final comment is simply this. My hope is that on this Mother's Day, in all of the beauty and in all of the complication of motherhood, we can rest assured that regardless of the particularities, our God sweeps in and embraces us. And that we can honor and learn to honor our mothers as a way of drawing closer to our God. And that ultimately Mother's Day might be a signal for us that Jesus Christ died for us and that we can accept his gift to have everlasting life. I'm so thankful for mothers and for motherhood. I am so thankful, yes, for my mom. Admittedly, I am biased, but I am so thankful for all of you who have worked, who have sacrificed, who have done what you can with what you are to be mothers to your children, to this church community, and to all of us. I'm also thankful to my wife and to her mothering our daughter even now. And I'm especially thankful to see church mothers here at Victory as we press forward as a community. Folks who speak into the lives of our children uh, and indeed into my life. I'm so thankful that we have the opportunity to celebrate mothers this morning. And so let's give God one more hand clap of praise. Let us pray. Lord God, I pray that we might see you this morning. Help me, Lord God. Help us all. Speak to us. Show us how every day we might honor our mothers. And in doing so, honor you. Lord, I pray that you would meet us in the midst of the joys and the challenges of doing this. And I pray, Lord God, that you would touch each mother 
under the sound of my voice. Lord God, I pray that you let them know that they are not forsaken. I pray, Lord God, that you let them know that you died for them, Lord God. And Lord God, they might be reconciled to you in every moment, every joy, and every regret, everything. Being a mother, Lord God, might be turned over to you. I thank you, Lord God. I love you. In your name, amen. amen. And now with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm going to give an opportunity. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ, if you haven't come to the point where you recognize that God so loved you that he sacrificed it's the very possibility that you would accept his sacrifice. If you haven't come to the point where you have recognized a love that boggles the mind and is beyond mere words, if you haven't recognized that, but God is speaking to your heart right now, I want you to recognize that's probably not the sound of my voice, but it may, in fact, be you hearing more of God's continual call drawing you unto him. If you hear that now and you want to accept for the first time Christ's move in your life, his acceptance of you, go ahead and just simply slip your hand into the air. If you're watching online, you can simply do the same thing and we would love to connect with you. You can fill out a connect card on our website, victoryseville.org. Church, if you haven't accepted Christ, I'll give one last appeal. And you'd like to do that right now. Simply slip your hand into the air so we can acknowledge that and walk with you on this journey, the journey of redemption and reconciliation, a journey of love, a journey that is Pastor Paul used to say it's not a storm-free life, but a storm-proof one. If that's your story this morning, go ahead and slip your hand into the air. Church, thank you. You're in the hands of our worship team.